Patrick just bought his first online business and this is the story of how he did it and now he wants more. Hi, I'm Jared Krause, host of the Buying Online Business podcast and today I'm talking to Patrick who is a Buying Online Business member who just bought his first online business. He's in ministry and he wants to earn an income online so he can have more financial and time freedom with his young family. Now, Patrick almost gave up right before the finish line but stayed the course and he couldn't be happier. And in this podcast episode, Patrick and I talk about how he discovered buying a business, why he decided to buy an online business, what was the hardest part that he had to endure about buying a business and his words of wisdom to people that are thinking about buying their first business. We talk about what he learned during due diligence. We also talk about what got in his way and how he almost abandoned ship and what sort of changed his ideology around that. Then we talk about the mindset we need to buy a business, which is absolutely critical. There's so much value in this podcast episode. Patrick also asked me a question on how I sort of stay off social media with personal branding because it's toxic on social media, even though I'm an influencer and don't use Instagram. Um, So Patrick directs a bit of attention to me. I direct it back to him and then talk to him about like whatever his plans for the future in online business. And then Patrick shares his advice on what you should be doing or thinking about or how to stay the course and have the right mindset to buy your first online business because there's so much that goes into it more than just due diligence. There's so much value in this podcast episode. I know you're absolutely going to love it. Before you do dive in, make sure that you realize if you are going to buy a business that you do due diligence and you know how to do due diligence. If you don't and you want to get a free tool or you just want to get better at due diligence, take the guesswork out of it get my framework. It's what I use. It's what Patrick used to go away and buy a business. It's helped people save millions of dollars and it's helped people make millions of dollars. And you can get this at buyingonlinebusinesses.com forward slash free resources. It's my due diligence framework. You can get it for free. Check it out there. Also, enjoy the podcast. Let's go. Patrick, congratulations. You just bought your first online business. How's it yes, feel? I'm excited and freaked out all at the same time. <laughs> Tell me about that. Well, hang on. Excited and freaked out all at the same time. Let's move. Let's let's get to that. Let's get to yeah, where yeah. the feeling you've got right now. But I sort of want to build a bit more of like how you got here um, because it's not like, hey, I just I just went to the supermarket or the broker and bought a website business. Um, what? Yeah, I wish it were that easy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't we all don't we all what so what's your background um you know where do you work what do you do for work or you know are you still working now what's the what's the go yeah so um i have a small family here in kentucky in america and uh i work with college students I'm kind of doing similar to your gig a little bit we, I, I life coaching a bit i guess uh, i talk to students about life and spiritual things and help navigate through anything of like you know relationships and what classes should I take? I'm thinking about, you know, God and things like that. I help navigate spiritual life and uh, it, I love it. So I, I kind of got captivated by that kind of stuff in college. Um, had a had a mentor um, connect with me periodically and kind of coach me in that. And then when I graduated, physical therapy school was the plan. So I was in biology, that was going to be a PT. And then I just felt things kind of radically change for me. And for the last eight years, I've been working with college students now. So, Awesome. And what a beautiful job. Yeah, it, it's definitely exciting and I kind of make my own schedule. So it's a little bit entrepreneurial, but also the nine to five is still there too. So there's yeah. uh, 
yeah it's there <laughs> it's there yeah it's a thing it's yeah. cool anything fun or anything at all consistently over time is is becomes less fun <laughs> right yeah yeah, yeah. So that's why i want to ask you i was like so why why like i mean you like you like what you do it's probably maybe not yeah. good for everything what's your reason why you wanted to get into this online was it was your goal to make money online or was it to just yeah what was your goal what's your reason for this yeah that's a really good question jared for me it 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 started in college. I have a little bit of an atypical journey um, in that. My uh, my dad passed away in college from my brother and I. Um, uh, we kind of had this like lump of money kind of fall in our lap uh, with like insurance and, and he, he stewarded that stewarded life insurance pretty well. And mm. um, it blessed my brother and I. And it kind of started this journey of like, what do we do to be good stewards of uh, the money that kind of fell in our lap? And, and, uh, ministry is kind of, you know, I felt an opportunity to go into ministry because I mean, I felt a calling and a passion, but then I kind of moved into this. Okay. Like how do I use this money? So we went full Dave Ramsey, you know, pay off the debt and, you know, make a budget and live within your means. Um, you know, all none of that necessarily bad. And we started thinking like, how can we use this to kind of speed up? We started thinking about fire, like, you know, um, financial independence, retire early. Mm. And we started doing that through real estate. And, uh, you know, I, I felt like the market was going to crash at any moment because I experienced that. I didn't experience that. I knew about that in 2008, um, but I was really nervous, but I started watching podcasts and, and, uh, learning about how to buy real estate. So my wife and I kind of bought a few things, which was great. Cause we rode that, we rode that wave up a little bit. And, um, when the market got so high for us, it kind of priced us out a little bit. So we refinanced and we were looking for some other asset classes to get into and, uh, buying websites was the, the idea was just a business in general. And then we came across your material and it kind of worked our way toward buying content websites. And it's kind of where we're at at the moment. So not at the moment. I mean, it's where we're at two feet in the deep end. Uh, <laughs> yeah, in so, the deep end. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. How did you find, how did you find, uh, my content? Yeah. Um, I found it initially on YouTube. Okay. Um, and I'm trying to think what even made me start thinking about, uh, my friend and I, two years ago, started to try to make a coffee company, and oh, wow. I knew, we knew nothing about that, and we were just like trying to figure it out, and it didn't even get off the ground, but it was a fun learning experience doing that with him, and uh, we started looking in how to start a business, mm. and somehow found your your content on YouTube through that. So, well, that's good. That's a good sign because that is my goal is to help people or prevent people from starting a business if it's not the right move for them i believe i'm a big believer there's like there's two types of people and you really need to know what your goal is if your goal is to just make money online i think it's crazy or your goal is just to make money i think it's crazy to start a business to make money because you could mm -hmm. buy one that's already doing it and has a proven track record the other person the only piece of people that i believe that should start a business is somebody that has a problem that they can solve in a in an area that they're super passionate about and they're prepared to not make money for a long period of time <laughs> yeah and, and i would say uh, you know you ask about our goals uh, for my wife and i you know with our job like i love relationally i love my job mm. and uh, we have a bunch of partners because my wife and i are missionaries who partner with us to do what we do so when i think about the mo money that kind of fell in our lap is we, I would love to get that in a place where our main income is from our investments and from our businesses and things like that. And then we can kind of do whatever God calls us to do 
go wherever he wants us to go. So cool. So is that the goal? Like build your asset base up through online businesses and other assets to be able to have a bit more freedom or what's the, what's the plan there? Yeah. And, and I'll say what any, what any entrepreneur or want to be entrepreneur is like, is, has, has said or thought that Robert Kiyosaki's rich dad, poor dad really changed my life thinking about like assets, put money in your pocket, liabilities, take money out of your pocket. And it's like, if, if hypothetically, if you had enough assets that paid for your expenses, then you're financially free. And, uh, it was probably like 2017, 2018, we wrote all the numbers down and we're kind of thinking, okay, what, what do we need coming in to just be, be good? And, uh, you said something in our call a few weeks ago, like that survival stage is sometimes the most difficult part getting up to maybe like $5,000 a month or $7,000 a month. Mm. Um, and, uh, we're kind of churning that out, trying to get to that point. Yeah. It's, it's a tricky one and you will compromise things that you like, you don't want to do. Uh, it's like where our, our prostitute archetype comes, comes out to play. It's like we'll prostitute ourselves off in different areas and Hey, I've been there. Like I've, I've been in the survival phase and I was in it. I've been in it for most of my life. Right. My parents weren't mm -hmm. wealthy. That's, that's for sure. They had four kids they needed to feed. So, and one, and one person working <laughs> very differently. You couldn't do that these days. I don't think with the way the economy is, but yeah, it's, that's getting out of the survival phase is, is a tricky one. And I think we just, we recently touched on this on one of our recent calls is like, we will make decisions based out of fear. That's what a lot of people were doing when they come into our space, right? They're like, I need to, I need to buy a business as soon as possible to get me out of the survival phase. Um, and they're doing it out of fear and they have this fear of missing out on a good asset. So they rush into something. One of the guys in the group said, Oh, I just joined the group. I found a site on Flipper. It's about to end in two days. Should I skip parts of the course to uh, just to just get to the due diligence part, um, so I can you know do due diligence and, and buy this business? And he got absolutely shut down by uh, some other yeah. you know graduates in the in the group, and not shut down, but just like, hey, this is a different perspective on how you could how how you should approach it. What do you think? What do you think about that when you joined and through your journey in in the in the community. There's a difference in a scarcity mentality and an abundance mentality. Mm. When I hear you say that, when I hear about, about that new Bob member, because if the scarcity mentality tells you, it's like, there's only a few good deals out there. And if I don't jump on this one at this very moment, then I'm not going to win. And the abundance mentality is like, there's opportunities everywhere. If you know where to look for them. And I, I don't have a, huge track record of, you know, buying online businesses, but, but, and, you know, in just life, you know, if, if you're, you put your nose to the grindstone and you're, you're looking for opportunity, that's when opportunity kind of finds you and those opportunities are not going to find you if you're just kind of sitting on your butt, kind of just waiting, waiting it out typically. Uh, but then you mentioned something in one of your podcasts that I um, heard a while back, but it's like, if your goal is to get out of the job in, in a month, like maybe you shouldn't even do this because you're probably going to pull the trigger on, on the wrong thing. And, and, you know, if you, if you buy the wrong house, if you buy the wrong piece of real estate, like at the end of the day, it's still four, there's still a fourplex there. You know, it's not going to burn down, mm -hmm. but like, it, I feel like if buying online businesses perspective, if you buy the wrong one without proper due diligence, like you could really buy a lemon. Um, so like yeah. your course is super helpful trying to, do the due diligence to find the right thing. Yeah, that's great. I love that you said that. So let's talk about your journey from start to where you're at now. 
in terms of due diligence, in terms of learning, what do you think was the hardest part for you to get to the stage where you bought your first online business? That you know, and, and I'm sure it's probably similar to where most people, you know, get almost tripped up or, or struggle as well. But yeah, what did you yeah. find with some of the hard hard things about it? Because we've got to be realistic here. It's not like yeah, it's just go buy. Like you said, you wish it was easy as just going to the store and buying a business, but it's you know, it takes some work. Yeah. <laughs> um. I often compare it to real estate. And when I was buying real estate, I was working with a realtor and I felt like we were on the same, same team, same page in that. Mm. And I think I came into this process thinking the brokerage site was like my realtor um, that I know that I trust. And, and I worked with a great brokerage site. I mean, there's no shade on the brokerage site I worked with, but, mm. but um, I remember when I was plugging in my copy paste into the due diligence framework, and you were like, don't use the graph that the uh, brokerage site gave you. And it kind of blew my mind. I was like, well, this is should be accurate information. And, and I totally understand going to Google Analytics now. But, you know, their goal there is to sell the site. So I think yeah. that was that was uh, good for me to kind of take a step back and be like, who, who are the players here? You have the seller, you have the brokerage site, you have me. Uh, so that, that was something to learn, but then also just that due diligence in general, kind of getting in the mindset of like, I have to churn these out. My personality is not typically like nose to the grindstone. Like I want to discipline, do this every day. Like I'm kind of more big picture, like moving other parts and delegating, but especially in this case, it's, um, it's my wife and I, but it's mostly just me working on this business. Yeah. So there's no one to delegate to at the moment. Um, okay. It wouldn't be very wise of me to go delegate my due diligence framework. I thought about it. I was like, who can I hire to do these due diligence frameworks? That was a that was a, a thought that came through my mind. But then I was like, that probably wouldn't be good for my own growth in buying businesses if I'm going to outsource this at this point in my career. Such an amazing point. Because people want everything with minimal amount of work and then they buy, like you could go get a DD service done. Um, and I'm, I've thought about just creating a, a DD service for people, but I've always had the philosophy of um, feed a man to fish rather than give a man to fish. Yeah. And the, imagine, could you imagine if you did hire somebody to do DD and you didn't look at any businesses, you didn't do DD on any businesses and they bought you one and they go, here you go. Like how much more anxious would you be or, or like, how do you feel like the progress of your asset would go with that? Well, if you're, if you're doing this appropriately, then this is big boy money we're talking about. Like if we were buying age domains that we were going to build off of, then you're talking at like a manageable kind of amount. But like, I feel like jumping in the deep end with this, not that we're throwing all of our money at it, every asset we have at it, mm-hmm. but it's a significant amount. Like to, for me personally, when I, when I look at my net wealth, net worth and I, Think about how much we invested in this business. That's, it's significant. Yeah. So it's daunting. Um, but at the same time, I, I'm thankful for the frustration of learning a new skill. It's, it's harder to learn new skills as you get older. I love that. I love that you're grateful for the learning process. What other things were hard hard through your journey? I remember there was a stage you were like, oh, I don't know about this thing. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. I just, I wanted to go to the, the, to the market, like you said, and just, just pick it out. And, um, I knew that, uh, that wasn't happening for me because it is, you know, I, I was used to buying yet again, keep going back to real estate. Cause that's where my framework is, you know, in 2018, I didn't realize all the deals that were there. So it's like, in, you know, I could have, 
I wish I would went faster, you know, yeah. four or five years ago. Yeah. And I think I came into this um, with that mentality that there's so many deals out there that I can put my nose to the grindstone. I can do the right thing and then I'll just pick what I want. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't the case because, yeah, the frameworks took a couple hours to get done. And I got those whittled down to maybe taking about 40 minutes. Um, but sometimes I was looking in my kind of whittled down exactly what we were looking for in a business. And it just wasn't out there. Like it wasn't on motion invest. It wasn't on empire flippers. It wasn't on flippa. And it was like, well, what do I do now? And I, I, I tried to do due diligence on a few other ones to kind of train my brain, but there was still that like, uh, take them out in personality is like, I feel like I'm standing still right now. Mm. Uh, so we had a conversation. I, I looked into doing, uh, buying a couple age domains and building them up from the ground up. And maybe that works for some people. And I had a good conversation with, with a company that would do it. And then I went back and talked to Jared and he, Jared, he had pretty strong words, but, uh, it was the success rate is not nearly as high as I thought that that was. If I put quality content on an age domain, like it's, it's still hit or miss. Uh, so if I was investing a good percentage of my net worth on this website, I can't really do hit or miss, <laughs> you know, and I, I need to make sure there's good bones to this business. Um, and ultimately that's going to be me learning how to check good content, figure out authority, figure out how fast thing things load and, and even spitting out and handing off numbers, I don't know what they mean. I'm like, well, Jared knows what they mean. I'm gonna put that due diligence and just send it off. <laughs> um, so it, it was, it was faith in in you know, Jared, your your message and and your your fundamentals. Uh, and I'm excited about playing that out. I, I'm I am a someone that likes to push the envelope and a little bit of a rule bender. But on this stuff, I want to play it by the play it by the book. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting. I'm glad that you mentioned that because a lot of people, and I don't get to speak to everybody, but a lot of people will come up against resistance and people in times of adversity, a lot of people unfortunately fold and look for an easier path, a shortcut. And when they're doing that with wealth, they forget that it's the long game. Like you're playing a long, long game to replace your income is not, I'm just going to buy a business in three months. I don't have to work ever again. It's like, like be realistic, build a real, Rome wasn't built in a day. If you want to build real wealth and you want to build a real income stream that is unshakable and you will never have to go back to work again because it's unshakable, it takes takes that time. But a lot of people, because of instant gratification and the way the internet is now, it's like, oh, look at this shiny object. Oh, look at this shiny object. I just heard this podcast that this guy that's just bought a, you know, or just did this in a sh- in like three months and he's this rich. And they don't think about the other person's background, how much wealth they do or don't have, how much time they do or don't have to put towards it. So how much resources they have to put towards all of this. Uh, and they just see it for the, the tip of the iceberg and go, I want that tip of that iceberg without any, any substance underneath it. Uh, and, and it's a shame to see because people have actually left, have came to Bob, they've left and then got burnt and then came back and it's like, damn, Jared, should have, you know, not to say that I'm right. It's just to say that that could be done in any, any aspect or any vehicle, just stay the course. Even if it's not buying a business, just freaking stay the course. Like, yeah, I'm biased towards buying an online business, but if somebody just stays the course without going to shiny objects, that will, that will win in that vehicle. And so... Yeah, they've came back and like, damn, all right, I'm going to have to stay at the course with this vehicle. 
and a lot of times those expectations are our greatest enemy at you know, going after these goals and social media is the biggest culprit. Like, you know, I work with college students and I see, you know, a textbook stereotypical example is like body image for women or something like that. Even body image for men too. But then I realized that I I was feeling, I mean, low key depressed about the state that I was in, but what was in my feed that I was going, it was almost like, how to say it, like uber productive um, accounts that I was following. It's like Gary V this, you know, (laughs) an entrepreneur like success over here. And it's like, and then the algorithm knows me. So it's like, it's feeding me even more. And then I'm like, everyone's going a hundred miles an hour and I'm sitting still. That's what it felt like. And yeah, yeah, it, it just missed the mark. It wasn't true. No one, no other person in human history has had as much pressure as we're putting on ourselves to succeed right now. Yeah, I think if I had a real superpower, it would be not no addiction to any social media because I don't, I don't use it. Uh, in fact, I spoke yeah. to my auntie about this last night at dinner that I just can't like even our buying online businesses Facebook group, our community group, private group. I only leave that open in my tab, and I can't. I can't let myself go to the newsfeed because then I will go and see, oh, this person's doing X and this person's doing that. And then you go, oh, how, how come I'm not like, don't have $5 billion in my bank account yet? And then you yeah. look, you forget, you know, this is happening so quickly and that's just one post, right? Imagine how many posts people are looking at and they're doing it. I'm conscious of this. Most people are unconscious of it so because i'm conscious of i can i can unravel this and then make myself feel better because i have the tools and the understanding and the education on how to do it with the consciousness i have of, of the process playing out for me whereas most people don't and the toxicity of it all as well as the motivation i'm a big believer that we don't do things based on motivation because motivation is like a flame it it burns out but if we do things based on inspiration that comes from within, we can turn, and this mm-hmm. is what I like to teach people in our communities is how to have inspiration and vision and tap into that without needing an external motivation of Gary V and I'm the winner at life and all that sort of stuff, because that's yeah. short term and then people don't get the progress, right? Well, and, and, you know, I'll ask a question to you about that, you know, when I have been researching about branding, cause there's another little project I'm working on at kind of building a brand. But when I look up branding, per, the idea of personal branding keeps coming, mm. coming up. And it's like, here's the things you do to kind of build your personal brand. And then as I was kind of categorizing this, I was like, Oh, that's kind of what Jared does is I like kind of like a personal brand. Like this is Jared's brand. You see your name, your face on the, you know, on the website, everywhere I'm seeing this, it's, social media, this Instagram, this Facebook, this, how have you like balanced those of like building up a personal brand, but then also, you know, not giving in to the demons of <laughs> social media. <laughs> it's a really good question. Cause, uh, and I had this same call with another person, Matt, who's in our, um, mastermind sort of thing. Uh, he's thought about building a personal brand around one of the businesses I'm helping him scale. And I don't like, I mean, I live, literally about 50 meters from the beach i don't go every day and on social media like look how good my life is and like share my like i'm sure i could have more members and we could have a bigger business and all that sort of stuff um if i did overshare about like 
because I have a pretty, I'm blessed. I have a very blessed life. I go surfing every, just about every day and all, all these good things, right? I, I can afford lo a lot of things, but it comes with, comes with hard work. That's the iceberg that people see. Like I've still got that breadth. Mm -hmm. But to answer your question is that how, how you can build a personal brand is be very intentional with only putting yourself in certain areas. So I just, I, I make it super simple. I create long form content that is evergreen not short form content that's not evergreen like a, a reel or a story or like overshare my life i do very little content creation but it looks like i'm everywhere because i do it consistently and then when we pick apart all these pieces of content i have a whole team that distributes it everywhere so i don't log into instagram i have one facebook page open which is the group i don't log into linkedin people message me on all these apps and they don't get anything because by the way guys contact me via email if you want because i have somebody help me manage, manage my email so i don't have to like i'm about not more money i'm about less stress and a fun life and then, and because I'm empowered that way, the money comes as a, as a byproduct. And so you don't need to, this is where most people believe is like, I need to become an influencer. It's like, I think I feel, I, and I could be wrong. I feel like I have a good influence in this space without having to force to be, look like an influencer, like on Instagram. Do you know what I mean? So you can do. Yeah. And I, I, yeah, I appreciate that too, because I feel like I'm on a coaching call right now. Like, <laughs> you know, you, you didn't, you didn't get where you're, you were. You didn't get where you are currently by happenstance. You know, this was like a plan that however long ago you were like, okay, I kind of want my life to look this way in the sense of like, I don't want to be addicted to social media. It's going to be long form content. Content. It's not going to attract every person, but it's going to attract the right people. Mm. And then that's going to do for me what I need it to do. And that excites me at this point when I like think about what I want my life to look like in, you know, five, 10 years. That's awesome, man. Thank you for the question. I want to, I want to stick to stick to you though. I've got some more questions. For yeah. You. This, is, this is all about you and your awesomeness and what you've done. So. Oh, it's going to be a short episode. No, just kidding. <laughs> no, definitely not. So, you, yeah. so you've just gone away. What are some of the things that you learned that were very valuable tools for you that you feel that first time, first timers would get value from? knowing or learning? There's definitely things I learned in this process. I'm, I'm 31 now and we started buying real estate in 2018. Actually, if you go before that, when my wife and I first made the jump into ministry, there was quite a bit of adversity into that. And there's quite a bit of sales. Like, I mean, I kind of categorize that as sales because it's like we had to talk to people about our ministry and then have people join our team. And, and there was a lot of highs and lows and difficulties and, and rejections and and stepping out into the unknown that I, I feel like in this process, it was more applying what we had just been through in over the last eight to 10 years, uh, which was great um, because I feel, I felt like oddly prepared and unprepared at the same time. So like I was, I felt prepared in the sense of like when I, when you spoke, I was like, he's been there before I look at X, Y, or Z and I'm like, okay, like we can do this. This is fundamentals. This is not a crazy idea by faith, let's step into this. And faith is just trust. And by trust, we're, we're going to get it, get into this. And it really hit me after the purchase. I feel like where I realized I was like, what is this asset that I just bought? Um, <laughs> because like I had like so much trust that I was like, I feel totally unequipped. And then there was like, there was like this freak out, not a terribly long time, but just like a, a time of like, okay, it's going to be okay. I know this is a good asset because of the time I put into it. 
And I know there's some unanswered questions about how to like proceed. Mm -hmm. And that's all here. It's in, it's in the growing your business, um, uh, the class that you, the lessons that we've got. Yeah. Yeah. It's all there and I have access to you and the training wheels are still on and the ship's still afloat. So yeah, it was a weird sense of like just using a muscle that's already been worked out for the last 10 years, but then doing it in a different way. And I feel like maybe that's something for the listeners of like maybe online businesses are completely new to you, but you didn't just wake up in the position you're in. Like that you have a history, you have a past of, of, of doing bold things. This is just another opportunity to do something bold. And there's that phrase like fortune favors the bold, which is kind of cliche, kind of overdone, but it's like totally true because no, there's, you know, it feels like everyone's buying businesses. The price is going up. The multiples are getting bigger. But the fact is very few people think the way we think. Yeah. And I think it's the best way to think personally. I, <laughs> I wouldn't I, think it, if it wasn't. I agree. I agree. And you know what? When you have that freak out stage, I absolutely love that. Not because you're feeling the freak out, because that's the feeling you get get when you step outside of your comfort zone. And we all know growth happens outside the comfort zone. And I, when I have like, when I have those those feelings as well, I'm. I don't know. I feel like I'm kind of, I'm a weird, weird one where I feel like I have a slight addiction to that feeling because I'm so obsessed with growth. Like if you ask friends and family about some of the stuff I do with my health and things, it's like, yeah, this dude's a, a nut job. Uh, but that's a good thing in a good way, that anxiety of like, what have I done? Like, what is this asset? But that's just the start of the journey as well. And I think what you're alluding to and and saying as well is that people may feel like, oh, that's the end of the journey because you just bought this thing. But no, that's like really the the start. (laughs) Yeah, and and that's why I appreciate so much that you had me on, you had me on to to talk about these things. And because I still feel like I'm at the beginning, I'm still at the, you know, I'm at the starting line on this whole thing. And you said something in your email and, and I've done quite a bit of thinking about it since uh, you sent it. You're like, people love hearing from winners like you. Mm-hmm. And I guess that never registered because you, you don't really consider yourself a winner. And, you know, there's still like, what is winning? Winning is putting food on the table for your family and, you know, like, uh, you know, being content and all these things. But, but in this instance, it's like, we, we need to celebrate like the tiny wins that are going to move the ticker of life. And this is a win. I mean, and, and for me to think, okay, well, let's do an X amount of money per month. Now, now I need to get it up to this. I'm forgetting the success that's happened in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Count, count your successes. This is, this is a big turning point. It's like, a, it's a massive turning point. Even if somebody used to buy like a, a $15,000 site or $10,000 site. I know that might be massive to some people. I know my first site was $15,000, but that was a turning point, you know, massive turning point for me. And it's a massive turning point for you. And I'm I'm really excited. So you bought this site. How did you, how did you work out what site it is? Like, how did you choose what sort of website you wanted to buy? It's funny. uh, The first site I was planning on buying was e-commerce site. And we had our first meeting. I don't know. I feel like we had an incredibly awkward first like three conversations and it was all my fault. Like I was, <laughs> I, I, I just didn't totally understand what's going on. I had my wife on the call and I wanted to walk through this business. And for you, it was a consultation. Like, do you want to do more one-on-ones? Yeah. And uh, we walked through this thing and I felt like I had 30 minutes to pitch this thing. 
and I was like the guy in the in the Facebook group that you're mentioning that was like ready to buy the site without you know sight unseen, basically <laughs> with no knowledge. And um, uh, I'm glad that didn't work out. And actually, I have a I have a uh, I'm wearing these shoes right now that I bought from the seller. Um, so I could test the quality of them. And I never wore house shoes before now and I love them. So it's like, there's one success, one good thing that came. This is, from, that. The, this uh, is from the site that you didn't buy though, right? Correct. Yeah. yeah. The site I didn't buy, I was so invested in it that I bought something of them at like a 25% discount mm. to test it out to see if I wanted to buy it. And now I wear them every day. And I think about how much of an idiot I was eight months ago. So no, it's great. Um, it's a part of your DD process. That's a win. Yes. That's a win. And my feet are always warm. So, <laughs> This is just a good a good place to be. Yeah. And um but anyway, um the question. Yeah, so what was the question? How did you get how did you come to the idea of like what type of site you wanted to buy at the start? It was yeah. e-com and then we we're having chats and then yeah, like what what evolved? Yeah, so it's so it started at e-commerce and because I could kind of wrap my head around that, like, you know, product, get the product sold. And like I said, um my friend and I were thinking about doing the coffee business for a little bit. Um and I remember the first time you really pitched a content website, like I was very skeptical and skeptical in the sense of like, there's th- this engine that exists mm. and the timeline is always, always changing. So it's like, how, how long is this system going to be like churning? And it made me really nervous. So I, I found myself getting bogged down with like details. Like how does someone find this side? How, how does, you know, how does the algorithm work? I mean, wouldn't we all like to know how the algorithm works? Um, so it's like, and then I had to slow down and think, okay, people are making money in this. And while I'm analyzing this, dollars are being made. While I'm analyzing this, people are owning their sites for one, two, three years. And it, uh, it hit me. I was like, okay, if I want the most passive thing for my family, it's not going to be e-commerce. It's not going to be, it's not going to be something I got to make calls to China to make sure there's things in the factory. Uh, but if I can get down this system of getting content on a site, building links, keeping it, building and maintaining authority, then that's the game. And, and staying in the game is the name of the game. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, this is something I can kind of wrap my head around. Love it. I love it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the, the, the other side of it is that, it's it is more passive, but it's also more profit as well. Like in the content site, when you have, I feel like ecom is an ego. I don't know. It depends on where you come from with your with your with your ecom thing. That there's some people, like I said, that have a product that they're so passionate about because it's going to solve a problem. It's going to change people's lives. They're great people to be in e-commerce business. And then sometimes people want just a big, massive e-commerce business because they sell a lot of product and like, cool, you can have that, but you take all the competition with their gazillions of dollars with it that are trying to beat you and your low profit margins that eats to their own. <laughs> yeah. And you, you know, with, with content, like my face isn't everywhere. Like I, it's not about me, which is, mm-hmm. is really nice. Like the low key nature of that is nice. Um, figuring out how to get authority for my, my new website without plastering my face on it and without be- becoming a, an expert in lawn care. Like that's not my goal is to like become an authority in this space. So, um, it kind of takes the pressure off because, because one thing I am pretty decent at is like speaking with people, networking and doing things like that. Mm-hmm. And, um, building those relationships when it comes to like content websites, it's all relationships. You know, you treat your writer well, you treat your brand ambassador well, 
you um, you know, you talk to the, the the person on the transfer team with Motion Invest. You're trying to build a good relationship so they can fix a future problem for you. Like it, it's all relationships, and that's what I'm kind of learning in this process is I can manage relationships. That's something I've learned from my time yeah. in ministry. Yeah. Um, so uh, I, I hope that that kind of gives me a leg up here in the oh, coming months and years. It's the biggest leg up. It's the biggest value. It's the most valuable thing in life to, to have to manage and build and keep good relationships because it's not just content sites. Like this might be a news slash to everybody. And hopefully it's like a massive insight is that all business is relationships and it's not just all business, but if you look at your life as a business, which I do sometimes as well is the most valuable things you have in your life are the relationships because when everything goes away, even if you've got, even if your sites go away, your businesses go away, everything, if you've got the connections, if you've got the relationships, that's the value. That's the value because they, they're tangible, right? And if you keep them, they're not going anywhere. So that's the, that's, you're in a really good spot with that. So uh, let's, let's speak about to the site. So Share what you share what you wish or or don't share what you don't want to wish, but tell us a little bit more about the site, like the size of the site, the type of the site, like yeah, and why you why you chose it. Yeah, it's in the uh, lawn care niche, and um, as I said before, that's not my. I'm not. I ha- I have a yard and I mow my yard. And that's pretty <laughs> the extent, pretty much the extent of my lawn care experience, and um, it it does. 50 to 70,000 page views per month. And uh, it, it was a little bit of a risk in this sense. It's only, it's a little more than a year old. Um, and it's at a low point now, but as you would expect, it is higher in the spring and summer. Mm-hmm. And I'm really, as we looked at the fundamentals of what's there, I, I really expect it to come back up um, in the spring. So we're trying to do everything we can to prepare for that gain um in page views and things like that awesome congratulations how how'd the transition how the transition of buying the business go for you like what, tell me about that yeah um there's a phrase buy the seller you know you, you're buying the seller and i feel like that's not that's that's so true in content websites because especially not being a technical person i feel like there's so many ways i could get screwed over if i'm not paying attention when i met with a seller and he walked me through everything. I, I felt good about it. Like he was helpful. And then when we agreed to amount and we started the process of the transfer, he was catching things. I, I mean, no shade on Motion Invest, but there was like two or three things that he messaged me. And he was like, you need to have them check on this. You need to have them do this. You need to have them do that. Okay. And then I would email them. They're like, okay, we're working on it. And so I felt like he was in my corner. Like he wanted the site to succeed. Mm. Um, it, it wasn't just a quick flip for him. Um, and really, I had no idea about that going forward. I mean, you don't really know, but he, the seller was just really great to work with. Um, and uh, Emotion invested a good job too. I mean, it was quick. It was, you know, a week's time and the site was mine. And then there was even a couple little quirks that didn't totally get transitioned that I emailed them and they got on it and it was fine within two hours. Awesome. Awesome, man. Cool. Now that you've changed the accounts over and you can have money coming into your own account, how does it, how does it feel to earn an income online? (laughs) Yeah, well, I got to get my 
account set up to make money for the first time. Well, it's in, it's, I, I was supposed to do that today and I was having some trouble making the bank account. There was mm-hmm. just a fa- small technical glitch. So I haven't yet made money on this site, okay. but the ads are, I just got to fix the, get my routing number in there to get it worked out. Yeah. So um, other than that, theoretically, it is pretty wild to me. And it's wild because that I'm making money online. I, I'm a millennial. I've heard over and over again, there's so much opportunity, like the dot-com boom and like, you know, things happened in the early mid 2000s that, that things are going crazy. People are making money. And I feel like I'm like, yeah, that's true. Yeah. And I haven't made any and I haven't really invested time to, to growing or developing anything. So I'm excited because I know the internet is massive and it's it's not slowing down so i'm excited just to get my toe in the water and and i naturally go to the next step and the next step and the next next step the big vision is i don't want this to be the only site that i buy and sell you know i I would i would love a portfolio of sites so i have no clue how i'm going to get there yet but um you know as i set up set up that bank account and i set up you know the growth and that's wild to me too it's like i i get caught up with like, okay, it's making X amount of money. I would love for it to make like three X that money or insert the X that money. But then every time you do that, the value of that business goes up too. Yeah. It's like buying a threeplex, yeah. f- paying the walls and suddenly it's a sixplex. Yeah. Like it's wild. So anyway, I, I have, I'm yet, I've yet to make money, but I'm excited about how the money works yeah. in this space. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited for your big vision. I was going to ask you about that, but I'm glad that you shared anyway. So, yeah, I'm really, really excited yeah. for you. And like I said, this is just the beginning. So congratulations. Um, would you have any parting words for somebody that's like, oh, maybe I'll buy a business? It, it has to be a mind shift to I'm, I don't want to do things the way I've been told they work. And that means – okay, I want more money in a month. What do I got to do? Well, I got to go grab more hours at this job or I need to go get a raise or I need to switch this job and go do something else. That's, uh, you know, the rich dad, poor dad phrase. That's that's how the, the, the middle class, lower class works. Like what do upper class teach their kids? Well, you want to build this portfolio of assets that pay you. Mm-hmm. And may, maybe buying a business isn't the right thing for you. But something is, you know, you can, you know, you have an opportunity now that you may not have in the future. And, and time is your biz- biggest asset if you're, you know, and, and time is relative. I mean, I'm, I'm from Kentucky. So we have the, the late, great Colonel Sanders who, you know, had KFC, Kentucky Fried Chicken. And he started the, he started KFC when he was like in his 70s. So it's like time is relative. But, yeah. you know, at the same time, I would rather start a business now at 31 versus 75, like, old Colonel Sanders did. They, there's a saying, uh, when's the best time to plant a tree 10, 10 years ago? Yeah. When's the second best time to plant a t- tree today? And yeah. I would just say it's today. So cool. You know, take initiative. I love it. I, I can't say anymore. Let's wrap it up. That's too good, Patrick. Thanks so much for coming on. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Jared. Everybody that is listening, thank you so much for listening. Take a leaf out of Patrick's book. If you do want to buy a business, check us out at buyingonlinebusinesses.com. You can see all the stuff that we have there. So Thanks, guys. Bye.